Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hello, and welcome to Too Old for TikTok. We have co host extraordinaire, co founder Melissa Rosen joining us because Catalina is basking in her post marital bliss. She got married in Argentina recently. So welcome, Melissa. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be stepping in for Catalina. She, from what I saw on Instagram, sadly, I could not be there, but it looked like an incredible wedding. And I'll I'll have to get some details out of you, Dina. But uh, I hope Catalina is having a wonderful time with her new husband, Ivan. And I'm happy to step in while she celebrates. Yes, it was a fantastic wedding. Everything was beautiful. The Estancia she got married in was beautiful. I will say my one complaint was the weather. It was very hot. It was 91 and humid. And then when we left the wedding, there was a Category 1 hurricane at 3 a.m. So it made getting home from the wedding very difficult. So everything was pretty perfect. And then it just ended in a, in a, crazy, terrible hurricane. And then that led into her wedding also becoming a super spreader event for COVID. So, you know, it was real high highs and real low lows. Oh, goodness. I mean, I gotta say Instagram versus reality. From what I saw on Instagram, it looked absolutely perfect. The weather looked perfect. Like I was in awe. It was like the bluest skies, beautiful flowers, like the whole ceremony. I was like, whoa, this literally looks like a painting. And I was so shocked when you told me there was a hurricane. I was like, what? I feel like it looked like paradise. So at least the pictures came out nice. Yeah, that is funny. Instagram versus reality. uh, I mean, the photos are going to be amazing. The lighting was great. Like that was a perfect time of day. And the only way I could explain it was it was it was very Catalina and Ivan. The ceremony was it was funny, you know. There was a touch of seriousness, but it was silly, and it was just perfectly them. Did you cry? How did your speech go over? So I ha- I made my speech during the rehearsal dinner. Well, it wasn't really a rehearsal dinner. It was like a welcome party, and Catalina shed some tears. So I did my job, and then. I didn't really cry at the wedding because I was standing up front and her sister was crying. She was next to me. So I was, I was, I was trying to be strong and I just felt like I was sweating so much that all the water leaving my body was sweat. So I didn't, I really didn't have any tears to, to cry. Right. Okay. I, I feel that. Yeah. But I mean, the Argentines know how to party. It was for me, let's just say it was a really long day for me. I got into hair and makeup at 10 a.m. and I didn't like hit my pillow until 5 a.m. So it was about, you know, 18 hours. I did a lot of, you know, bridesmaids duties. Catalina had me running around. Um, she wasn't a brides- a bridezilla though. But anything done in 90 degree weather becomes exponentially harder. Yes, that's true. Because you know, I love my air conditioning. That's why, you know, as much as the U.S. is a horrible place, I will, the one thing, I mean, it just has great air conditioning. That's why I live in California. (laughs) I literally couldn't deal with very hot or very cold temperature. I love where I live. I love 60s, high 60s at all times. Yeah. 
Uh, how are you? How was your Christmas? How was your Hanukkah? How's Lily doing? It was all wonderful. I'm obsessed with my child. I I get it now. I get why parents are so hard to deal with um, because they're just obsessed with their children and nothing else matters. But I get that now. Um, so she's amazing. She's wonderful. I'm obsessed with her. Christmas was fine. I got us matching pajamas and we did a little Christmas shoot. And Hanukkah was great. Uh, we went to Florida. So Lily got to celebrate Hanukkah with her family. She got tons of presents. So yeah, she's just living the dream. She's doing great. Now the matching pajamas you got are adorable. The picture is is very, very cute. And it's funny because I wouldn't have pegged you as a matching pajama family you know, I, you know, you did stay true to yourself because you didn't turn the picture into a holiday card. Like, you know, I don't think you'd ever be mailing holiday cards. I don't think you really, you really don't have the bandwidth to go to, you, to, to pay for the stamps. Go know, to the mail I don't box. know how to mail a letter, please. I bought things from Old Navy that I need to return and I genuinely have no idea how to do that. It feels like a Mount Everest to me to mail things. Listen, returning shit is really hard. I agree. <laughs> so, but um, I'm happy I got to see the photo. It's it's just the cutest thing in the world. And your child is adorable. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, she's the most beautiful thing that's ever existed in the whole wide world. <laughs> okay, let's get to TikTok. Um, you know, it's the year end. Just a little wrap up. I want to hear from you. What have been some of your favorite things about TikTok this year? I think for me, and Catalina is going to give me shit for bringing her up again, but I mean, I gotta say, Swift Talk is pretty much the talk of my 2023 TikTok. Like, that is what I will always think about. I think of the Eras tour. I think of everybody putting not just footage from the concerts, but really like dissecting Taylor's songs and just talking about them in different ways, dissecting the lyrics. Like, I just thought that was really cool. Like, as somebody who, like, always studied media and, like, wrote my little film and music critiques in high school, like, on newspaper, to have a medium where there's other nerds like me who are like, let's break down this pop song like I love that I feel like I found my people I'm very happy that Swift Talk just blew up this year yeah I think you know to Catalina's chagrin I will say the Eras tour really was a huge part of TikTok this year or just our age group demographic like our for you pages we just got a lot of Swift Talk and Eras tour we got I got a lot of Beyonce talk it was the year of the concert Right. We had the bold glamour filter this year, the old age filter. There were all those filters. Let me, you know, let's leave those in 2023. I can use without them. Don't want to see those anymore. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Wow. I'm remembering that now. It's so weird how things on TikTok seem like so long ago because the trends just move so quickly. They do move extremely quickly. And we see now most celebrities are on TikTok. It's like when we first started the podcast, it was always really cool to see how celebrities would join, what they were trying to promote, who was good at TikTok and whose team was just posting. Now, it is the end of the year. Catalina's not here this time, but 
I do owe her a shrimp cocktail because Jay-Z is still not on TikTok. So she wins the bet. I mean, I still have a couple of days. There's a couple of days left in 2023. But Catalina, if you're listening, I owe you a shrimp cocktail. I want shrimp cocktail. How do I get one? All right, you could join. Come to New York. That's how you can get a shrimp cocktail. I love shrimp cocktail. Or Ohio. (laughs) I'd rather get a shrimp cocktail in New York. I don't know the quality (laughs) of shrimp cocktail in Ohio. (laughs) Okay, let's move on. We have a a main thing going on on TikTok right now is cruise TikTok. Now there's this Norwegian cruise. It's a nine-month cruise that's going around the world. And I think this is bigger than Alabama Rush. This is huge. This is a lot of people are reporting on it. Now, Melissa, had you seen this before I mentioned it to you? No, but it's funny because you mentioned it to me. And I sort of knew like, okay, if Dina's seeing it, it'll probably show up randomly. Mm-hmm. And maybe three videos later, I was scrolling through TikTok I texted you like, oh, yeah, I'm getting it now. So it popped up pretty organically right when I opened my feed. Yeah, it's funny because I'm I'm at like holiday parties and things. People are saying, you know, they ask me what's going on on TikTok. And really, the big thing is this Norwegian cruise ship. So we, we could break this down in sections. So there's two curators of this ship talk and one who we love, who we've interviewed before, who's Handle is at Pamela Worst Mistrini. She's created like this fake reality show that shows the cast, really, you know, the people on the cruise ship. And um, Vulture wrote an article about her, and she did a, a series about chefs, you know, in the Hamptons who would cook for rich people. And now this is her next series, uh, and it's great. And she's a great, you know, content create curator. She calls herself. And then um, the second one is a username at living my underscore Beth life. And she's doing a series called ship happens, which is very cute. And she's recapping every day. So if you kind of want to go see, you don't want to kind of suss it out and wade through the, the waters of, mm-hmm. of the for you page with the TikTok cruise talk you can you can go follow these two people and they're curating it pretty nicely yeah i love that pamela always breaks things down for our audience too she's got a very millennial Mm -hmm. eye for everything so uh i i like both her commentary and her recaps yeah and then there's the other, you know, other people who are commenting about the cruise. We're now in a week or two into this cruise and there's drama. So we have a username at Mark Sebastian. It was a great audio about it. Put cameras on that goddamn cruise. Put cameras on that ship right now. What do you mean? There's a town hall people aren't being invited to. It's a cruise. What do you mean that the Pinnacle members are being treated differently? There's a cast system being formed. You haven't even been on there for two weeks. It's so haunted. There's going to be mutiny. There's going to be blood. Someone is going overboard. I want to watch. Bravo, where are you? I need eyes. We're witnessing Fire Festival, Alabama Rush, and no one is rushing there. Put me in. Alternatively, put me on the cruise. I'll go. If you, if you pay for one section, I will go. I will cause chaos. I will wreak havoc, and I'll record everything. 
let me tell you something. If you're on that cruise, I now film everything. Because in a year from now, when they come knocking and say, hey, we're actually making a documentary about that cruise you went on, they're going to want exclusive footage and you're going to be able to sell it to them. You want to pay for your ticket? That's how you do it. Yeah. How did no one think about a reality show? I saw so many comments of people saying we need Bravo to do below deck yeah. <laughs> nine month cruise. Um, and my God, yes, Bravo. Bravo needs to like helicopter people a production crew out there to start this like this is a missed opportunity yeah everyone's tagging andy cohen it really <laughs> is but i argue that it's it's kind of better to see it on tiktok because it's so built for what tiktok is like because there's this discovery you know you discover a new person a new person comes across my for you page and i get really excited like that happened today and we'll get into the different characters and I'll mention them, but I think you know if it's a cure, if it's a show that's being edited by producers, you're seeing it with one eye. This is choose your own adventure, which makes it exciting. That's true. I was interested what you had to say since you're in the reality TV docu series world, and that is an interesting take because somebody had mentioned too, like. There should just be like a documentary crew on here. Like this sounds like it could go the way of Fire Festival. And like, yeah, even as just a producer, like I had never heard of this nine month cruise, but I feel like if you hear of a nine month cruise, just as a content creator or producer or a documentarian, that to me, I would be like, oh, we need to film that. Like what, like yeah. what a weird human experiment. So I don't know. It's I, I, I like what you're saying, though. And I think at least there is TikTok because at least there is some footage and some ability to look at this through a, a different lens. Because like we need we need to know what's going on. Yeah. What happens when you it's like the real world. What happens when you put hundreds of people on a cruise for nine months? Like, shit gets real. Shit gets real. Okay, and then there's a user named at Brittany May, and she explains the drama that's currently happening really well. So somehow I ended up on this side of TikTok, and I'm so invested. So there's a Royal Caribbean cruise right now that literally just set sail, like, maybe this week, but it's for nine months. Can you even imagine? Now here's where it starts to get juicy. So at the beginning, when they were selling all of like these tickets for the cruise, it was like you had to buy the nine month increments. But then as time went on and they had all these available tickets and all of this room on the ship and they were charging like 60K a ticket, um, eventually they started breaking it down into segments. So now you can go for like two months at a time, three months at a time. So all the people who paid like $60,000 for a ticket and we're told that they had to do the nine month thing are pissed about it. So now the big thing is that everybody is feeling like there's a class system on the ship, very similar to kind of like Titanic. So like the nine month people are getting treated um, like better or more preferably than the people who signed up for two months, which I guess in my opinion, like if I paid $60,000 and you paid a fraction of the cost, like I would hope that I get a few extra perks than you, but I digress. There's mutiny on the boat and people are starting to get pissed about it. And you can follow all this on TikTok and it's getting so good. You cannot tell me there's not going to be drama. It's the same 700 people on one boat with unlimited alcohol for nine months. They need 
a camera crew on that boat. Yeah, this whole idea of like there being a caste system and, you know, I think what's probably happening on the ship is a lot more tame than what people are wanting to be. Like people want this drama and, you know, if there becomes a mutiny on this cruise ship and we get to see it from all these angles on TikTok, like that's incredible. But I have a feeling that TikTok is blowing up this drama and it's not actually so intense, but obviously everyone's here for it. It's just like just amazing to watch. I've been seeing some people mention, <laughs> I forgot the name of it, but there's like that prison experiment where they let like the prisoners sort of decide like who, like they told them they could be, some people could be the th- authority and some people are the prisoners. Like people were just saying like, yeah, this feels like an experiment. Um And like, yes, it's only been two weeks, so I understand that maybe there's not drama yet, but nine months with the same people again and again. Like, I went to a yoga class and I like talked to this girl once, like two years ago, and then we just sort of like ghosted each other. And now every time I go to yoga, I'm like nervous that she's going to be there. And sometimes she is there and I just have to like avoid eye contact with her the whole time. Like that's one person in a big city where I live. Could you imagine nine months on a cruise? Like if you have an awkward encounter with somebody, you just have to be like (laughs) around them for the next several months. Like no, shit's going to go down for sure. We're, We're only at the beginning. Yes, I was going to ask you, would you ever do this? Is this your cup of tea? But like, obviously, I don't even need to ask you. This is not my cup of tea either. No, thank you. I don't want to be stuck on a cruise ship in like a little cabin for nine months. Like I love to travel, but as a way to see the world, it feels very, I don't know, prison like it, but it's not because you get to go off the boat. But then, yeah, you're stuck with the same people. This is one of my favorite takes. It's a video by at Brody Lancaster. I know a lot of us are all shocked by nine month long cruise TikTok, but I was just trying to explain it to a friend. And when I showed her a video that someone made touring the entire cruise ship in a very astute observation, which is essentially they're just describing doing your daily life, but on a cruise ship, it's like you can go to a restaurant and order whatever you want. You can do your laundry a few times a week you can do your work you can like go and see a movie and then i realized i think what they're all doing is kind of larping living in a city curious for thoughts i love this take so much it's true like they're just larping living in big cities and i think it's because we've lived in cities i live in new york you've lived in a million cities We get to do all these things that maybe people in middle America or some suburbs don't get to do all the time easily. And I was also talking to someone over the holidays. I live and I grew up really close to an airport. So there's not that barrier to travel as much when you grow up close to the airport. Obviously, also very privileged to have enough money to travel. But just geographically, it's easier for you know, to travel if you're close to an airport. So I did, never thought I needed to see the world by by cruising. I also love this take because I feel very strongly about walkable cities. And I like 
I refused to drive for most of my life because I only wanted to walk places. And I would, even moving out to California, like, I would walk places that, like, weren't really walkable because I'm just so determined to live in a walkable city. And I love that so many of the comments and people are pointing that out, that, like, that's what a lot of people find really appealing. Like, oh, I can just, like, walk you know, to this side of the ship and I have this experience and I can just walk over here and go out to dinner. Like, yeah, I love walkable cities and I wish that we could just redo the entire world to be walkable and stop with all of these silly highways and cars. (laughs) Most of you ever run for office, it would be down with highways, down with freeways, no cars, make everything walkable. That's your stance. Yeah, no cars. Like, no cars, no car accidents, just like people walking around, Mm -hmm. just living their best life. 2024. Your other platform would be no returns. Just like if you don't want something, there'll be a carrier pigeon that comes and grabs it, makes it easier. I mean, you should actually start a business that just makes returns easier. That should exist. Although I think Old Navy actually offered that, but it was like $7. And I was like, I don't want to pay $7. But it's like, it does. It makes it like, I think it literally was a service where somebody just picks it up for you. And you don't even have to put it in a bag. I think you just hand them, like, the jeans, and then you're done. So, honestly, like, that is worth $7, and I probably should do that. (laughs) Yeah. This is a detour, but your old Navy haul, if anyone doesn't follow Melissa on Instagram, uh, I loved it. It was great. You got a bunch of great new clothes, and you're living your best postpartum body. You know, you look good. Yeah, I have Triple D, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dive boobs now. So I'm just leaning into my Flavor Town chest area and wearing things that fit me appropriately. And I'm excited about that. What were you before? So you're Triple D now. What was your original size? To be fair, I don't really know (laughs) because I mostly just wore like (laughs) sports bras. I've never been very fashionable. We know this. I just mostly wear sweatpants. And especially with COVID, I really just gave up. So it's been a few years since I bought clothes or tried to wear things that were not pajamas. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm proud of you. Thank you. Shall we get back to cruise talk? Yeah, let's get back to cruise talk. Let's go through these characters or the you know, when I see characters are real people who decided to go on this cruise and they're TikToking themselves. Uh, so the first one we have is Brooklyn Schwete Schwete, I can't really pronounce her last name, but Brooklyn. And she went on the cruise with her parents and siblings. So imagine spending nine months stuck on a boat with your parents and your siblings. That just seems like a lot. Oh and there are kids on the boat who are getting homeschooled. I think they said there are about 20 kids who are of like school age and their parents just decided to, you know, take them on the boat. But she's not a child. I think she's a teen. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I think of how important it was to even just like have my own room upstairs where I could like run away from my parents and just like play The Sims. Like, where do you go on a cruise? But I get, well, 
I guess you're not bringing your, like, depressed, clinically depressed. Like, she's, like, a happy person. Like, my parents wouldn't have brought me (laughs) um, on this in my teens. But I saw one video with, like, little kids, and I honestly don't know if it was satire or not. Because it was so weird the way she was talking about her children, like, getting an education. Like, she was like, they don't need to be educated. They do yoga with me. Like, it was very bizarre, and I really don't know if it was satire or not. But for a child to be on a a cruise for nine months, like, then that becomes your reality. Like, what? I'm, yeah, like, do they, then, like, they might just think that's the world, is you're just on a boat, and, like, you go to restaurants for every meal, and there's a swimming pool with the, like, they just wouldn't know anything other than cruise life like nine months for a child is is a lifetime yeah i don't know you mentioned satire videos i think we're gonna start seeing a lot more of that and there's no end in sight because the cruise is nine months but also some people are faking being on the cruise i saw so that's like super i I may have seen yeah 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 to try to get followers it's like people sleuthing out the fake you know cruise ship people it's so insane. Um, but at Brooklyn, she's, you're right. She's just such a happy, upbeat person. And all her video, day in her life videos, it looks like she's having the time of her life, which is amazing. I think a lot of the characters on the ship seem very happy. So we'll see if nine months on a cruise ship can break these people down. But they all seem to have very positive attitudes. Yeah, I think also a lot of them are have this great like TikTok personality and they're very kind of marketable. And I saw even some are getting brand deals already. So like good for them. Like they pay the other thing we haven't talked about is the cost of this cruise. So a lot of people paid a shit ton of money for the cruise. So if you can make a you know TikTok career out of it, I think good for you. The next person's at Angie Linderman. Hello. Um want to do a little video because got a lot of questions about the royal Caribbean nine-month ultimate world trip. So I'm going to try to answer as many as I can, and I've been getting often comments. So, um, for those that don't know me and want to with you, very new to this. Um, I'm Angie. I'm 37, and I'm currently on Royal Caribbean's nine-month around-the-world cruise called the Ultimate World Cruise. I'm starting Miami. We're going to go all the way around, visit all seven continents. We do not get off in Antarctica. We just do scenic cruising. That's what they call it. And then we will come back to Miami next September 10th. Um, I've been planning this for over a year and a half. A lot of people have been planning it for much longer than that. Um, originally from Portland, Oregon. Um, so yes, some of the questions we've been getting is how are people avoiding this? So for me, one of the questions that um, I've lost both my parents. And so I had some life insurance money that came to me and um, I love to travel, so I like to spend my time and money. So it seemed like the most logical way to do it. Sure, people have opinions on that. So she has this money from her parents and she used it for the cruise. And a lot of people in the comments are super supportive saying, good for you. You know, your parents would be proud. That's if you want to spend your money that way. Yeah, she seems like she's having a good time too. They And a lot of these TikTok creators are meeting up and a lot of people, they know that people are making fake shows about them. So they're doing like meet the cast videos and Angie's in a lot of these too. Yeah, it's cute. I feel like... It's always, like, I think, obviously, on TikTok, too, people really just go hard on, like, sort of pretending these people aren't real, (laughs) like, they are just characters, and so 
This was a nice video from Angie just being like, hey, this is a real story of how I got here. And it definitely makes you a little less cynical about just like turning this whole thing into a joke. Like, I think that's awesome. And I'm really happy for her. And I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of people on the ship who are just like, you only live once. Like, let's, let's do this. Let's have some fun. Yeah, there's another user at I am Brandy Lake. Uh, she has great videos. She's also a part of this kind of clique that's doing TikToks. And there's one user I discovered today at Nadine.Bauer. And she's interesting because she's one of the segmenters. So, you know, there's this sort of cast system forming around people who paid for the whole cruise. Uh, but then some people only paid for the segments. And so she's only doing one of the segments. So she has a different perspective how and she's you know i think they're being treated a little differently so again i discover a new person every day every day also you know you get excited for them like today they passed the southern hemisphere and they were all on the deck cheering and being so happy and you saw their christmas celebrations so it's i mean i'm gonna continue to watch this I think whether we want to or not, we'll continue being fretted. I got a feeling this is going to be on TikTok for a while from a lot of different viewpoints. So it's only the beginning. All right. And what's your algorithm, other than the cruise talk, what's your algorithm think you want to see recently? I've been getting a lot of tornado TikToks. Um, There was a tornado somewhere in Tennessee, and I just... I think because I was fascinated by it, like there was a guy just filming a tornado and what fascinated me was not so much the tornado that was happening like just a few miles in the distance, but his wife was screaming at him, telling him to come in the house (laughs) um, because there was a fucking tornado. Clouds right here are moving this way, clouds right there are moving that way, and now they're starting to circle. Oh no, this is ah. Okay, it's oh. yeah, it's coming. It's it's, really? it's like right here. Come on. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, there it goes. Oh, there goes power lines. And so obviously that's what TikTok picked up on too. All the comments are just like, oh my god, like listen to your wife (laughs) like what are you doing um so that was that was something that i just watched at length and then from there it just kept showing me more videos of the tornado and like different angles um because a lot of people filmed it i mean hey yeah i guess if a natural disaster comes your way put it on tiktok (laughs) It's, I have not been on Tornado Talk, so I'm very happy you shared this one. And the comments were, as you said, hilarious because it was just basically people saying, listen to your wife. Like, these men are stupid. You're going to yeah. just chase a tornado and almost die because of it. It's, I mean, Ben, you know? <laughs> yeah. They're dumb. Yep. What are you seeing on your algorithm these days, Dina? I am seeing so much Antarctica, which I've been seeing, but I've been seeing a lot more. There's a video, these people are living in Antarctica by Austin Carter 642. Here are five things we can and cannot do while living here in Antarctica. To bring everyone up to speed, Julie and I are part of a team of scientists 
who are camping here on the ice for the next 50 days or so. The ice here is over a million years old and we're really interested in studying the climate of the past. Number one, we cannot shower while we're here. Uh, there's no running water and so uh, what we do to be able to drink water is we actually uh, boil the ice uh, that we live on. Number two, we can go outside comfortably in minus 50 degrees Celsius weather. Uh, today is a particularly warm day, so um, we're filming this outside, but generally it's very windy and very cold um, and we're wearing lots of layers. Number three, we cannot see the sunset while we're here. Uh, due to the tilt of the Earth's axis and because we're very far south and it's summertime here, the sun is 24-7 in the sky, so it's very bright all the time. It's actually almost midnight right now when we're recording this. Number four, we can't actually see wildlife here at our camp. We're located a little bit farther inland and most of the animals live along the coast. Every now and then we get to see a bird and it's pretty exciting. And finally, number five, we can store our food outside while we're here because there are no bugs or predators and we basically live inside a freezer. Thanks, Thanks for listening. I mean, the fact that they can't shower, I don't know, like for many, many weeks, I don't get it. Like they must be wiping themselves. But again, that that's not for me, but it's fascinating. And then I'm getting a lot of visiting Antarctica as a tourist. And when I was in Argentina, we met a lot of older couples there who were going, you know, because a lot of people, you leave from Argentina to go to Antarctica. So it was interesting. I feel like you reach a certain age, you're retired, you've seen a lot of things, and then you want to go to Antarctica because it's one of those places you want to hit all the continents. So <laughs> we saw a lot of people in the airport wearing shirts that said, Antarctica, check. Yeah, I've been there. What? <laughs> it's like the old t-shirts that you went to Antarctica yeah. and all I got was this dumb t-shirt <laughs> or something. <laughs> Do you think you'll ever go to Antarctica? I could see you and your mom going one day. I don't know. It, it's a long journey. I think it, I mean, the videos look amazing and beautiful. I think that's what's also making the tourism there more popular. But I don't know. We're, me and my mom are going to Scotland very soon. So we'll see. It'll be very cold there. Not as cold as Antarctica, but yeah. we'll see how we like that. Yeah, why not? See the world. Yeah, but this this video uh, of Antarctica shows the, the cost. It's by at Counting Countries. How much does it cost to visit Antarctica? The first thing you have to keep in mind is this is the most remote place on the planet and it's not easy to get to. The best way is by ship and most sailings start in Ushuaia, Argentina and after two days of sailing you make it to the White Continent. When you arrive the wildlife is absolutely insane like orca and humpback whales, of course penguins everywhere. You get to ride these smaller zodiac boats through ice, snow and glaciers and even make your way onto land to get up close and personal with the cutest animals on the planet. Our voyage included a trip to the world's southernmost post office. You can actually mail letters from here and they call it the Penguin Post Office because penguins run this place. The ship I'm on is with polar latitudes, all food and drinks are included, and the food was even better than I was expecting. There are other activities you can choose to do like kayaking through the ice and yes, of course, a polar plunge. For a 12-day trip to Antarctica, prices start at $6,000 per person. They go up from there for longer voyages and nicer rooms. Considering this is a once-in-a-lifetime trip it is well worth it in my opinion next we have christmas on tiktok because christmas just happened most you sent me this really wonderful video by rachel.jones88 hello this is rachel jones coming to you from Paragold, arkansas and i hope you have a very merry christmas
Yeah, I gotta say, I totally millennialed out on this. And I saw this on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, huh? Like, I was sort of like, wait, I don't get it. You know, of course, it's a TikTok. And then when I actually saw it on TikTok, yeah, it explains it. The comments are all just like, Merry Christmas to you too, Rachel. Like, everyone's just like, this is the kind of wholesome, just like, yeah, Merry Christmas. And I think it was like a collective, all the social media, cynical Grinchness. Everybody just stopped for a minute and enjoyed Rachel just wishing us all a Merry Christmas. And we all just decided our, our hearts grew and we said, Merry Christmas to you too. Yeah, we're all being earnest. Yeah. It's just this one video where we can be serious and say, exactly, Merry Christmas, Rachel. It's perfect. No notes. Perfect. Perfect. Sometimes something so wholesome just stops the scroll. Yeah. I mean, the Christmas content I got was a little bit different. It's by a user at Mel Marshall 12 and it's Kimmy's 2023 shit presentation. Thank you everyone for coming out tonight to uh, my presentation. My total number of shits this year came out to be 464. My longest time without shitting was a whopping three days, which is more than I ever expected. And it was a very strugglesome time of my life. And the amount of times I almost shit myself was seven times, which doesn't seem as far graph that um, December's red due to the month not being completely over. Most amount of shits were January and February with a whopping 48. I think that's just when my stomach was really hating me the most and I had the most uh, diarrhea in my life. So she took stock of all her poops of 2023 and did like Dana analysis and then presented them at Christmas to her family. I could see you doing something like that. I could see, you know, myself doing something like that as well. I don't know. It was it was great. I was shocked at Kimmy's stats. And yeah. this makes me want to know more about people's poop data. Because mine are drastically different. Like when she was like, I pooped, what was it, like 464 times this year? I was like, oh, what? Like, I don't poop that often. Like, I definitely don't poop every day and she said the longest she really? went was three days like that's average for me so i was like wow am i abnormal like you know it's just these things you you never know until you talk about and nobody talks about poop so um i love this and i hope that it inspires more people to share their poop data <laughs> so that we can all understand ourselves a bit better well, when I went to your apartment once, you did have a book of poop where you and Jared recorded your poops for a little bit. Did you stop doing that? Yeah, we ran out of pages, but that was a great little poop log. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Kimmy should share her spreadsheet because there's some, you know, easy data. You know, once she did it, she should share the wealth. So it's easy to input for us all. And then we can collectively share our poop data. It would be great. Yeah, I feel like this would be a valuable resource to the world. It would be. All right. Now, last but not least, we have our food talk section. And there's a video by NJ Italian Mafia. It's very New Jersey. I'll just play the audio. What's your problem? I sent him to the store for freaking nuts. 
You know what kind of nuts you wanted me to buy? She wanted me to buy panoli nuts. So I bought panoli nuts. But I also bought unsalted cashews, pistachio nuts, and peanuts uh, in a can. This way, for Christmas Day, well, we could put pistachio nuts out on the table and some cashews for Christmas Day when my family comes here. And the other ones up, and when my other friends come around, so when we're drinking, I could put some peanuts out for them. I don't think I did the wrong thing, but whatever. My How much money did you spend on nuts? Like a hundred yeah, bucks? Whatever, doesn't matter. <laughs> if I want something, I'm gonna buy it, that's it. It's the story. But one bag of nuts, you got only four things. Thank God I didn't come up with six fucking bag of nuts. I got two. So I get this, and all the comments are saying, you know, it's the opposite of canned pumpkin guy. And now I hadn't seen canned pumpkin guy. So I'm searching, I'm searching, and I finally find the canned pumpkin guy. And it's a guy named N. Timmel. Single guys, here's what it's like being married. My wife sent me to the store to buy the ingredients for pumpkin bars. I'm walking the aisles and realize canned pumpkin, not on the list. Is this a mistake? Do we already have it? Let's call the wife to find out. She sends me straight to voicemail, shoots a text, can't talk. I respond with my dilemma and continue shopping. Ten minutes later, I'm ready to go. Still don't have a response. Call her again. Straight to voicemail, can't talk. Text her again. Need an answer. Wait five minutes, leave. Now... Could I have bought canned pumpkin? Yes, but if we already have it, it's gonna sit on the shelf for a year. You only use it at Thanksgiving. Halfway home, I get a text, we need canned pumpkin. I tell her I'm gone, she asks, can you go back? No, I called you twice. That was with purpose. You think I'm calling to chit chat? Hey, haven't talked to you since breakfast, what's up? No, now my wife is mad at me because she has to go to the store herself. So the comments for this Entimil guy are really like, you know, your wife should divorce you. Like, you're a terrible, terrible person. Also, yeah, if Ben did something like that, I'd be really upset. Be like, go back to the fucking store and get the canned pumpkin. I don't know. I feel like, why did she keep saying I can't talk? Like, what was she, she doing? I Wow. And, and why couldn't she respond to his text? Like, even if I'm like... I mean, unless I'm, like, giving a presentation, like, if Jared texted me, like, do we need pumpkin, I would just literally, like, take one second to write yes. True. Okay, but I, I'm still taking the side of this guy's wife. And you're taking the side of him, you know? This is why we have opposing opinions. <laughs> but I will say one thing we both agree on which is an unpopular opinion you saw the barbie movie recently yeah not a fan it was not good yeah i i when i left the barbie movie i said eh, like it was i don't you know i don't i don't really get it i don't get the craze and you know what melissa thank you for showing it's okay to have that opinion i was like i got to ask dina what she thinks because you and I often feel similarly with things that sometimes everybody else agrees is wonderful mm -hmm. and then you and I are just like huh because I think you and I yeah. feel like like we like movies that are entertaining and I and maybe I'm speaking for myself but I feel like sometimes you relate to it that like I I sort of like like an old school movie that just like tells a good story or a comedy, mm -hmm. you know, that, and 
I don't know. I just... Obviously, I knew it wasn't going to live up to the hype because the hype was too much. Yeah. But the way people are still... Like, even after seeing it, people are like, this should win Oscars. This is amazing. And I'm just like, I don't think any of the characters had depth. I couldn't tell you what the storyline was. It was all over the fucking place. Like, I don't know... I, I honestly, like, don't remember any of it because I just didn't think any of it was memorable. I felt like it was, it was just, like, all over the place. And I, and the dialogue was not good. It was, like, really heavy-handed and blatant. Like, I didn't think it was smart or clever. I couldn't follow it. Like, I didn't under, I, I still, like, don't understand, like, what the whole plot was. And I, I yeah, I just didn't, I, I, I don't know. I'm <laughs> hot take. It's my hot take. Really yeah, I'm not not a fan. Yeah, I the one thing when everyone said it moved them to tears, what? I'm a really easy movie me too. like a I'm a crier. Same. Movies will get me. I'll cry at a commercial. I'll cry at TikToks. Me too. I did not cry, and that's what I knew. Like, there's something I'm missing here. I yeah, that's the like that's the thing is that there's tons of movies that had really big hype. That then when people actually saw it, it fell short. And that's what I'm confused about here. Like, how did people watch that? And they were like, wow, that was really good. Like, I I thought it, it fell so short. And I agree. Like, not only did I not cry, I just, like, started, like, scrolling Instagram. Like, scrolling my phone. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm so not into this at all. It was really not good. Yeah. Well, I'll have, I have, before we go, I have one movie recommendation I watched in the plane home from Argentina was Red, White, and Royal Blue. Like, that is cinema. It is such a good rom com. You know, Melissa, if you haven't watched it yet, you got to watch it and report back, please. Okay. Will do. I love me just a good classic rom com. So, yep. All right. Well, thank you so much for filling in for Catalina. And this is the last episode of the year. Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back in 2024. Happy New Year, everybody. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And thank you all for listening. Thank you.